What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Audio is now recording. Video is also now recording. And... Um, Feel free to start whenever. Which one? Dick cream? Yeah, dick cream's fine. Do you know where the powder packets are? In the pantry over the sink, right next to my bottle of dick cream. Did you just say dick cream? No, I said said stick team. You know, stick team, stick ball. Forget about it. Go away. Leave me alone. Run the theme. If you want. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew. I am Real Buzz Rob. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you, too! And sitting next to me, we have uh, Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. I'll smoke it with you, bro. We'll go to the loony bin together. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How's it going? What's up, bro? Fucking smoke it with you, bro. So this What's is that? what was that from? Uh, Grandma's boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it, it almost sounded Dante. Like, yeah, it almost sounded like Polly Shore, but I knew it wasn't. It does was not. Sa- it does sure. not sound like Polly Shore. What? Yeah, actually, no. You're completely right about that. That was totally Dante. Anyway, I smoked it, bro, before the fucking episode, dude. Getting a fucking lion, dude. King of the fucking jungles, there, bro. Why getting a lion? To protect my shit, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's up, Mr. Cheezel? <laughs> You're my weed dealer, Dante. Oh, yeah. What's up, Mr. Cheezel? We should do that movie. We should do that movie. Yeah, I like, I like that, that one. But the movie we are reviewing today is Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, yeah. Very strange film. <laughs> its release date was April 11th, 2002, directed by David Wayne. Before this, David Wayne didn't have much of a directorial career. He did mainly... TV stuff, like episodes of TV and then uh, award shows, like MTV Music Awards, stuff like that. After this, he's known for Wanderlust and Role Models, and he also directed all of the uh, Wet Hot American Summer television series on Netflix. There was a, a couple of them. Yeah, well, because in the movie at one point, they say, you know, in 10, 10 years, years, let's later. go back. Yeah, so yeah. I think they did a movie and then a couple TV series, too, or a couple seasons of a series, maybe. I never watched it, but... I kind of want to now. Yeah, I do want to. I didn't have much desire before, and said this was my first time viewing this film, and it was strange. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about it. It was the the tone was very odd. We'll get into that though. Uh, the cast for this film, the four, it's an ensemble cast. So the four I went with that I think would be interesting to dive into: Janine Garofalo as Beth, Christopher Maloney as Gene, Paul Rudd as Andy, and Michael Showalter as Coop. Yeah, you had to do uh, Coop. He's if there was a main character, I guess it would probably be Coop. Coop, Coop or Garofalo. Yeah, but they're the two that are, I guess, looking for love. 
In yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, they are. Honorable mention to Molly Shannon as Gail, Amy Poehler as Susie, Bradley Cooper as Ben, Elizabeth Banks as Lindsay, and David Hyde Prince Pierce. Pierce sorry, David Hyde Pierce as Henry, or uh, Kramer's brother, Niles. Fraser's brother. Oh, yeah, Fraser. Niles, yeah. yeah. Niles. I got the Niles right. I got that part right. Yeah, before I knew his name was Henry in this, even though I've seen it a fucking thousand times, I always forget it's Henry, so I, my first note has him written down as Niles. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's who he is. I, I think, so this, this was probably made in 2001. It came out in 2002. So really pretty much fresh off Frazier, too. Yeah. Well, and I, I really couldn't tell you another fucking thing I've ever seen this guy in. I almost wish you would have done him because I, I'd be interested to know what else he's done. I've seen a weird movie with him on Netflix where he plays a serial killer who hosts dinner parties and murders people. It was Seems about right. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. He, he kind of has that serial, serial killer vibe. I don't want to put that on him. but No, 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 yeah. he does. Yeah. He does. All right, moving on. We'll start with Janine Garofalo. Before this, known for SNL, she was a cast member for a season. She was a writer on The Ben Stiller Show. She was in a movie called Now and Then, Copland, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, Dogman, Dogman, Dogma. (laughs) The reason why I said is because her next credit's Mystery Men. Okay. Yeah, I I do remember in that. And then she was in Titan AE. And she kind of, her career... I won't say peaked is the right word, but she was at the height of her popularity probably around when this came out. Because after this, the only thing I really uh, noticed or recognized that she was in was Ratatouille, 24, and then the Wet Hot American Summer television series, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, She definitely was, I don't know, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. I feel like she did stand-up, too, for sure. I think she still does. I think she's more known as a stand-up and a writer as opposed to an actress, but she's acted in a ton of shit. She's in that movie I was just watching with... uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. And she's in an episode of The Sopranos, too, I'm pretty sure. She is. She's yeah. in one episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. I saw that. She plays herself, but... I saw that, too. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how she's incorporated. To... I don't remember that episode. It's uh, Michael Imperioli um, wants to get involved with John Favreau and uh, like sell him his life rights about... He's got a script idea. I kind of remember that. Yeah, stuff. you're yeah. right. Yeah, I do remember that. And he goes to set, yeah, and it's Janine Gar- Garofalo. Christ- but anyway... Christopher Maloney... Is it Melanie or I think it's Maloney. I think it's Maloney. I've always heard Maloney. I'm going to go Maloney. Before this, known for Runaway Bride and Law and & Order and Oz, he's been on Law & Order. He's still randomly is. He's been on there since 99, I think. It's been over two decades he's been on Law & Order. Yeah. Yeah, but SVU or just the normal one? I think it's SVU. It's whatever one Marishka Hag, Hag, Hargit, Hardigay. Yeah, I don't, I don't I can't say her name either. Marishka. After this, known for Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and Guantanamo Bay. You didn't mention uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which he is in Fear and, Loth- Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He's um, Sven. I, when was Don't that? hesitate to call me Sven. He's uh, the front oh, desk guy yeah. at the Flamingo. Very funny in that. He, yeah, he and Tobey Maguire both have very small roles in that film. Yep. After this, he's known, like I said, the Harold and Kumars. He was on a full season of True Blood. He was in Man of Steel. He's in a very strange comic book adaptation of a television series called Happy, where he basically is this deranged, drug-addicted lunatic, and his daughter's imaginary friend is his sidekick, which is a purple dragon who is voiced by Patton Oswalt. Hmm. It's really weird. Sounds like it. Patton Oswalt, he kind of does some weird shit, though. He's a weird guy. He's a nerd. He's a total fucking nerd. Yeah, total nerd. And then uh, he's known most recently for a role in the se- in one season of The Handmaid's Tale. I watched the first two seasons, and then the kind of shock value of its whole theme wore off a bit. 
I've, I watched like the first four or five episodes and I was super interested in how America got to like, however it was all fucked up like it was. And it just wasn't telling me enough of that fast enough that I just, I lost interest. Yeah. Crazy religious people. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Paul Rudd. Before this, Paul Rudd was known for Halloween 5, which is The Curse of Michael Myers, if I recall correctly, Romeo plus Juliet, Clueless, and Cider House Rules. After this, known for, he did several seasons of Friends. He played Phoebe Buffay's love interest. Yeah, she, Mike? He, he boofed Phoebe Buffay, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Woo! Uh, a joke. He made a joke. I did. Good I one, Keenan. Thank you. Known for Anchorman 1 and 2, the 40-year-old version. Virgin? Virgin. I can't speak today. Knocked Up, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Role Models, I Love You Man, Wanderlust, Dinner for Schmucks, This is 40, Ant-Man 1 and 2, all of the MCU movies, and he will be in the new iteration of Ghostbusters Afterlife, if it ever comes out because of COVID. I mean, hit after fucking hit for Paul Rudd. What a dude. He is an American treasure, and this was not his normal role that he plays in this movie. He doesn't normally play in like a piece of shit. Yeah, a complete a dick douchebag, an, uh, an immature dick. It's the opposite of his clueless character for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, you know the sweet, innocent, smart guy. But he's way funnier in this movie than he is. Oh, in absolutely, clueless. he's hilarious percent. in this movie. He is he is probably the funniest part of this movie. It's either him or Christopher Maloney. I yeah yeah I don't know. We'll get to it. I've got a lot of things that I wrote down that was like this is probably my favorite part of this movie. No, actually, maybe this is my favorite part of this movie. So I I've seen this movie. This is probably my sixth or seventh time watching it, and I've... There's certainly some memorable scenes, yeah. for sure. It makes me laugh my ass off every fucking time. I found myself laughing really hard several times. That being said, we'll get to it. I don't know if I like this movie. I think it's one <laughs> of those movies where the, you like it the more you watch it. Yeah. The, your first viewing, you, you kind of don't know what to expect, and then you get this weird fucking oddball movie and this weird tone. And you're like, I don't know if I like that. But I think if I watched it two or three more times, I did end up loving it. Yeah, once you know, kind of, because, yeah, the first time you watch it. It took me the first third of the movie to really to understand the established tone. I just didn't. I was like, what? What's what's with this strange dialogue? What the fuck is happening? The established tone, too, is just ridiculousness. Like, it's yeah. just, it's it's one of the most ridiculous movies ever. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Michael Showalter, before this, did not recognize anything he had done. After this, he's known for the Michael Showalter show, the Wet Hot American series, uh, Wet Hot American summer TV series, both of them. And then he also directed, uh, most recently, that Kumail Nanjiani movie, The Big Sick. Oh, he directed that? He directed it. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought Kumail did, because I know Kumail and his wife Kumail wrote it. Wrote it yeah. yeah, but I don't think Kumail's a director. Uh, Michael Showalter, the director of this, David Wayne, and then Michael Ian Black, who's one of the counselors, did a show back in the day on Comedy Central called Stella. I think it only I went for that. one season, but I didn't know what it, I didn't recognize it. I remember watching it when it was out back in those days, and it was it was kind of like this movie. It was one of the strangest fucking shows you could ever care to what watch. What network was it on? Comedy Central. Okay, that adds up. Yeah, it was where a, else? Yeah, it was a super strange show. Got canceled after one season, but those dudes are pretty funny and in their weird kind of way. All right, moving on to networks. We Ooh, will go. Chains. We'll go in reverse order. Reverse order, and we will start with Showalter. Buck Showalter. I always think that, too, that he's, he was the manager of the O's when the Royals played him in 2015. Yeah, he's got a good he's got a good southern voice. Kind of talks about cream corn, biscuits, and gravy. I don't recall his voice. No, he does. He, he, I want him to read a menu to me from like a, from like a home-style cooking place. It's, it's oddly specifically we, weird. We got mashed potatoes and gravy. 
Go back and listen to Buck Showalter. Anyway, Michael Showalter, now that you said he directed The Big Sick, because I would have guessed Jack shit, I didn't think he was doing stuff anymore. So I'm going to say, I mean, I still don't think he's worth he, a lot. He wasn't. I'll say I'll say $7 million. $3 million. Okay. $3 million, which I think is probably appropriate. I don't. This movie did not make money. It was not initially a hit. It is now a cult classic, and its revival definitely is what made that whole television series happen. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I don't recognize anything else he's done, or he hasn't done much of anything else. Okay, Paul Rudd. I say you're too rude. Um, Paul Rudd. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, $70 It is $70 I guess that's... Maybe drunken recall from last yeah, week. I didn't remember that. But we yeah. we recorded an episode that was lost in the the abyss of my computer. It's gone, and it was clueless. And we did um, Paul Rudd's last week, and I think he's undervalued personally. Uh, he is seriously. Uh, there's if he's in it, I'll watch it. Like I don't normally like superhero movies, especially Ant Man. That wouldn't didn't interest me at all. But because Paul Rudd was in it, I watched both of them. Pretty good, and they're good movies. Yeah, they yeah. are good. And when he was initially cast, I'm like, that's a weird casting choice, but I like it. Yeah, well, and I don't know anything. I don't know shit about the Ant-Man comics, but I'm guessing no, he's kind of, you know, maybe one of those Paul Ruddy type guys. I don't fucking know, but he he was perfect in it. Yeah, great. And shout out being a KC local guy, you know. He is a Kansas City local, which we obviously, as you can tell by our set, we rep pretty hard. And oh, we're we're proud of you, Paul. Here's to you, buddy. Asalu. Yeah. Chiefs and uh, Royals won the World Series and uh, Super Bowl. He's like party at my mom's house. Quick sidebar here: we've, uh, I think we've been some of the most blessed. I don't like using that word; that's not my style. <laughs> but we're very Hashtag blessed. We're very blessed when it comes to our sports of recent, because in my lifetime, in the last ten years, the Royals have been to two World Series, have won one. The Chiefs have been to two AFC Championships, one Super Bowl, won one of each, and then Mizzou has been to. Two SEC title games. Well, and you don't like uh, soccer, but sporting does really well, too. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> with, The year they won the World Series, Mizzou was in the SEC title game, and I was super pissed off because half the TVs were soccer. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And you just call it the World Series, too. It's oh, like shit. The no, no, sorry. Cup. The, 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 uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever they win. Yeah. All right. I'm just glad sports are back, man. The Royals played today. We're filming on the the day that baseball started back up again. Uh, well, Friday, anyway. So the first game of the Royals. and Opening uh, day. So fucking sort of. happy. It's, so fucking it's happy. It's so weird with no fans in the stands. Baseball, I don't think, is a sport that will play well without fans in the stands. I just think that's not going to work. Ba- basketball works okay. I think that's going to be fine. And MMA works fine. Football, I, we'll see if we, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Christopher tell. Maloney. Ooh, uh, he's been on SVU for, for I'll say 20 years. 15 million. Double it. He's at $30 million in- Good for him. No, I'm happy for him. Residuals, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Law & Order SVU is playing on five different channels at every moment of every day. I guarantee you if we turned it on, turn we it on the find TV, it. we yeah, could find it. Yeah, we could turn it on TV. We would find SVU on somewhere. If not on TV, on a streaming service for sure. It's there somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, man. Uh, uh, All right, Janine Garofolo. $10 million. It's right on the... Damn, $10 million. Really? Nailed it. Nailed it. Bingo, bango, bongo, motherfuckers. I think slightly undervalued. Uh, I know she doesn't have, she has a lot of features, but not a lot of big leading roles. This is one of the only vehicles where she's one of the biggest stars that I've seen her in. She's usually more of a tertiary character, but I think she's still worth more. I, she's a little undervalued at 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i fine with it. 
I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like I'm not going to get on my you know stupid be like Janine Garofalo. Yeah, I'm not going to go up. To Underpaid. People. You know she's only worth fucking ten million dollars. Can you believe that? Let's write our senators and congressmen. <laughs> <laughs> let's write Harvey Weinstein. Oh, not let's not do that. If we're going to start a campaign, I'm going to bring it back up again. If we're starting a campaign, it's to bring Randy Quaid back to the country. Yes. Nothing to do with this movie. But then hopefully we can get Dennis Quaid on the podcast. Dennis, I'm still looking for you, brother. What's it called when you have every, like, immunity? Give him full immunity. Exactly. That man is a treasure, and he's mentally ill, and we need him in this country. We need him in films. You know what? Let him be in Survivor. If he wins an immunity challenge, you know, then he's good to go. That'll be a joke for our Survivor fans out there. I don't like Survivor. It's not for me. Oh, well. Anyway. Moving on. Time for Specs and Deets. Specs and deets. This runtime on this film was 96 minutes. It's pretty good. That's fine. Yeah. Budget was $5 million. It <laughs> opened at $17,000. $17,000? Yeah, yeah. I, at first, when I read 17, it. $17,000? When I first read it, I was like, $17 million. Holy shit, this movie made so much money. And they're like, oh, no. seventeen k. Wow. And it ended up grossing, both globally and domestically, together $295,000. Damn, damn. Not even a mill, huh? No, no, no. This movie lost a truckload of money. It did, but then later on, they all ended up getting fucking paid from Netflix, I'm sure. So good for them. Whatever. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see in video rentals, DVD sales, and streaming deals how much this if this movie's made its money back. I'd imagine it has. Yeah, I'm sure by now it has. Only five mil. Then I'm, yeah, 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 I'm sure it's I, I'm back sure it by has. Now, that's ridiculous, though. That's crazy. This is a definition of a cult classic, then. Like, it fucking failed, did miserable, nobody liked it, and then somehow it got picked up. You know what I think it is? I think it's all the millennials, because we were all too young. You know, 10, 11, when it came out, 12, whatever. I have a theory about this movie, and I want to get to it when we talk about the tone, because I think this movie was released just one or two years too early, and I'll tell you why. But first, let's get to plot keywords. Oh, stay tuned, folks. It's a tease. That's a tease. Even a good. tease. Yeah. Plot keywords. Number one, year 1981. Two, Love Triangle. Three, Tube Sock, which I don't recall seeing in the film. Why was that there? Well, people were wearing Tube Socks, I'm sure. Fair enough. Yeah. I thought there was going to be like a jerk-off scene or something. Usually yeah, we see Tube Sock. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Number four, nipples visible through clothing. Janine Garofalo at one point. Yeah. Her, her, her nippies are poking through. And number five, Girl and Girl Kiss. Yep. Which, which just came out of nowhere at the end. Dude, the making out in this movie is so ridiculous. Gross. It's so gross. It's so much tongue. Paul, you French good. <laughs> no, no. He, I wrote that down. He goes, you French great. Yeah. Oh, funny ass shit. He, his, he has so many one-liners where I'm just like, fuck, that's funny. Yeah. That, they, that in anyone else's hands, that scene probably would not work. Or that line delivery wouldn't work. But yeah. Paul Rudd just nails it. All right. Taglines. Skadoosh. Oh, I can't even read my... Oh, yeah, here we go. High times, hard bodies, soft rock. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. It's fine. Yeah, that, It's yeah. fine. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's good. All right. All right. I, that's good. All that, right. That being said, let's segue into the Canopsis. Give us your Canopsis, Cannabis Keenan. Got it on my phone this time. Why are you using an accent? I was just saying that to you. I'm not going to do it for the whole thing. Okay, cool. Uh, Indians beat the Royals. Do nothing. There we go. Um, here we go. Uh, all right. It's 1981, and the last day of summer at Camp Firewood. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want to retake that? Take two, take two. Take two. I Yeah, I missed a word there that fucked with me. All right, anyway. It's 1981, and it's the last day of summer at Camp Firewood, and the only thing on everybody's mind is sex. 
I'll be honest, I can't really give you the plot of this because there's not much of one. And you should probably hope that your kids don't go to this summer camp. But hey, I'd like to party at Camp Firewood in Wet Hot American Summer. Just don't go to town with them, and you won't end up addicted to heroin. That was good to go. wow! What a scene! Uh, good job, <laughs> Keenan. This was a. I think this was probably a really tough one to write a synopsis for. I I don't know what I would write. It's very uh, this yeah. Well, and I was thinking about that because you could kind of say it's Coop's love story trying to get Katie, and then it's kind of Janine Garofalo and Niles. But really, it's just. I mean, ultimately, everyone is just trying to get laid in this movie. I think. Well, isn't that true in life? Amen. Why does, Amen any, why does anyone do anything? This movie hits home. It's it's true to life. Like, I mean, I'm doing this podcast strictly so I can get laid. Yeah. How's it working out? Not great. Not great. But I'm, pl- I'm playing the long game here. Some Keenan. canceled Tinder uh, dates and shit after they listen to the podcast. That is true. Like I, that. Literally, I've been ghosted by at least three different women who, this is back when I used to have our podcast in my Tinder profile or all my profiles. And then they would, I would talk to them for a couple of days, and all of a sudden I know where they drop off. And then I'd, and I'd see, okay, well, podcast has been played recently. I'm fairly certain they listen, and they're like, fuck this guy. No, thank you. Well, I listen to it, and I think I'd hang out with that guy, so whatever that's worth. Yeah, we're cut from the same cloth, though. And you're also not a chick. I think chicks have different, you know, Caitlin doesn't really because she's kind of on board with the, our vibe. Yeah. But, but most girls probably have more delicate sensibilities about some of the vulgar things we say and talk about. Yeah, fuck them. That's not our demo. <laughs> we know who we got. We got uh, our fans in Romania. We're doing it for you. Dude, we legit point. have like 400 plays in Romania. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you, Romania. We appreciate you. Moving on. Yeah, that's for Romania. That's for you, Romania. Yeah. Moving that was on. totally on purpose. Now it's time for the Real Buzz Rundown. Keenan, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I think we can just kind of, I mean, I- I'll give you what I got real quick. Okay. Um. Oh, but I'll kind of, I, I, a lot of my do, shit's quotes, so. Yeah, so let me tell you my theory about this movie. I, it came yeah, out, you go ahead. It you came go out ahead. in 2002, it was filmed in 2001, and this movie literally reminded me of a blend of, it seemed like it was a cousin of Napoleon Dynamite in some ways. It's a little more vulgar, but it's very random. The, the comedy is very strange and alternative. And also with just a hint of Portlandia, because to me, this movie didn't really have That's fair. a plot line. It just every single scene just seemed like its own specific sketch, mm-hmm. which there were laughs there, but it didn't progress the plot at all. It was just random comedy. I think you had random, random story threads that never really told a coherent story, but you had um, the guy, Victor or whatever, who uh, wanted to get to Abby. And so he takes the kids out on the canoes or whatever. And so you kind of got his his whole trials and tribulations. Then you got uh, Coop trying to get with Katie the whole time. But Paul, so you got a little bit of he it. He does but, get with her. Yeah, but ultimately it is just like they give you enough so you kind of know the characters. And then they do just let them play in random fucking scenes and just... And the best example random of that is, scenarios. Yeah, when they're going to town. Like that, that thing is so yeah. fucking funny. It, it, it is true. Yeah. And it's so it's just it's almost it's shock value, but not in a way that it's shocking in what you're seeing, really. It's just shocking that it has no rhyme or reason. It's just all very random. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was almost like a sketch comedy show. Yeah, no, no, that's what movie. I mean. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like it was a film, but just with a bunch of different sketches in it. Yeah. But good stuff. Yeah. No, no I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just go ahead and just give us your stuff? Because okay. this is the first time you've seen it. And I thought it was also, it was really just strange to see so many famous people before they were famous in this movie. Yeah. It was, you know, you had Bradley Cooper, you had um, 
Amy Poehler, you had Paul Rudd, Elizabeth Banks. I mean, there's so many people who were they had done nothing. I mean, not not much at least. And now they're all I mean, mega superstars. So, what's the name of the guy? Showalter. The funny ironic thing about Showalter is he found I think he identified all of this talent, but he never really came into his own. It's it's almost like I would imagine he's probably one of those people that like maybe if you're in the know. Like Hollywood people know, like he's a funny guy. I would try to get with him or something. But he, he yeah, he's never made it to the mainstream. That's no, for sure. until the Big Sick, that movie was mainstream. But for the most part, between this and then the Wet Hot American Summer Netflix series and then the Big Sick, nothing. Yeah, he tried a couple of things that didn't work out. It's just ironic that he identified so much young talent and used it in his, you know, his feature, his first feature. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Yeah. and produced it. Well, one of the things I noticed is when when the movie started up the very first uh, person in the credits that it shows was the casting director. And I was like, oh, well, that's appropriate because this fucking casting director nailed it. I mean, I, you, so am I giving Showalter too much credit for the cast? Because I, I'm sure he sat in on it. I'm sure he was part of that. I'm sure he had to have input, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. But I, I did just notice that it said casting director. And it might have said Michael Showalter. I just noticed it said casting director. And I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, it's a solid cast. Very yeah, big absolutely. ensemble. All, most of these people went on to do great things. And you had uh, Niles and Janine Garofalo, who were already established stars. They probably gave it some bit. With their own respect. Yeah. They gave it some bit of credibility, maybe. Uh, Not that they were huge fucking stars or anything like that. Janine Garofalo was. Yeah. She was probably, I guess, maybe the biggest one at that time. Now Bradley Cooper. Oh, uh, yeah. You could make the argument for Paul Rudd. You really could. You could, too. Fuck, you could make the argument for Amy Poehler, maybe, too. Yeah, they're they're all so di- they're all different kinds of movie stars too. Yeah, it's they're all I think they're all equally as big in their own way. Like Bradley Cooper has his lane, Paul Rudd has his, and Polar definitely has hers. Both of them in Marvel movies. That yeah. might spoil Tipsy Trivia. You did. That's all right though. That's all right. Uh, I, was, I would have known that. One. I thought I was going to get you with that because people forget that Bradley Cooper's Rocket. Yeah, Rocket Rock. Forget Raccoon. that. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert for later on. Yeah, you'll get that one right. That was the hardest question too, so you're going to get this one. Pretty oh easy. shit. Okay, um, so you had Ken Marino, A.D. Miles, and Joe Latruglio. So yeah, Joe Latruglio or whatever. Yeah, I can't say his fucking name. Those all it's awesome, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I, see, he's in all of the movies that uh, Show Walters uh, a part of, or this director's a part of, because this director directed that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he directed Role Models. Oh, yeah. There you go. And he he was in Superbad too. Yeah, but I don't. I, I think that's Apatow, isn't it? Yeah, Apatow produced it. I don't know who directed it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that that guy's funny. And Ken Marino, uh, that's the guy that plays Victor, right? Yes. Yeah, he was in, I don't know if you ever saw Party Down. For sure. Yeah, so that's my touchstone to him. This director directed like six or seven episodes of Party Down. That makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to that guy. His, and he was one of the people. Something Wayne. I I, I said his name. David Wayne. David Wayne, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was it, Victor's whole plot thing was one of the things I wrote down that was like this might be my favorite fucking part of the movie, but I I don't know. There's he, so many. He is really funny, and then Joe True, whatever his name is, <laughs> awesome that guy. Yeah, uh, th- just another the the scene between him and Ken in the car in the van where they're just going back and forth about his virginity. He just goes, "You're a fucking loser, man. Yeah. You're a fucking loser." Yeah, no, you're you're the stallion, man. You've you've had sex with like 50, 60 50, girls, so 50, you 60 know, chicks. It's, like, it's more like. Zero. It's closer to zero. You're a fucking loser, bro. Yeah, that was good stuff. It was funny. And then when he's like with the kids uh, after Victor's already left and the kids are like, I want Victor here. He's like, yeah, I do too. 
He just fucking gets out. He's like, wait right here. He just gets out and takes the motorcycle. I thought that shit was great. And he was just they were just shoving kids out of the van at one point? Oh, a couple different times. Yeah. That, that was usually Paul Rudd, though, because Paul Rudd fucked up. He let two kids drown pretty much. <laughs> no, not pretty much. Hey, my swimming partner's missing. If if he doesn't come back, I'm going to say you drown, let him drown or whatever. I was busy. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going? To a top secret pizza party. Oh, great. I love pizza. Yeah, well, <laughs> he throws him out the fucking van. Why? Oh, Why so does he great. do that? Because the kid was going to rat him out for letting the other kid die. So instead okay. of like having to deal with the shit, he just gets rid of the evidence. <laughs> he just throws the kids away. Because the second time, it was after the kid was water skiing and ended up drowning or whatever. He just he was making out with Elizabeth Banks yeah, and the like, kid just fell. The, the kid in the boat's like, is it my turn now? They just <laughs> throw him out of the fucking van. <laughs> there was another point, and this was before I w- understood the established tone. I didn't, it was the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. There's two guys talking about a kid that gets kicked out of camp because he was caught filming himself jerking off in some sort of office. <laughs> yeah, and like, then they're all like, we gotta get our hands on that tape. It's like, what? Yeah, you want that to tape McKinley. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So these people literally, these are grown men wanting to find a tape of a kid masturbating. Well, just the one guy wanted it. No, the other guy did too. They high-fived over it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, but that that kind of sets the tone of the movie right fucking away. I didn't... This was before I got the, okay, this is just random comedy and strange tone. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, if you go into this watching it thinking that it's like a normal no movie. Idea. No, yeah. it's not. It is not at all. Yeah. Is well, it- and right there at the beginning, right after that too, is when uh, Coop meets uh, Katie. Not meets her, but like sees her for the first time or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to get you hooked up with a girl. He's like, well, I guess I better cancel that order of onions and Limburger cheese for lunch. And she's like, what? And he's like, nothing. Uh, I want you inside me. <laughs> she's like, what? Nothing. nothing. Which is weird because how would she be inside him? Exactly. It's so strange. Exactly. That's it's so strange. Exactly. That's the humor. You could argue the writing is either genius on this movie or bad. I don't know. Like the, I'm just, saying the genius. joke writing. The joke writing. Yeah, I think I'm saying genius. I'm leaning towards genius because the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think I did enjoy it. But it was just going, not knowing what it was going into it was so strange. Yeah, but once you, you'll have to go back and watch it again. And once you know, like, you'll find so many other little subtle fucking jokes that they make in there. That, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, there's one when uh, the camp director, when Janine Garofalo first meets Niles, she goes over to him and she's like. Yeah, he just shouts at her. You're like, what? I thought there was going to be some sort of reveal, like he has Asperger's or some sort of, like, disorder. But no, he just that's just a random thing he does. Yeah, yeah. He's got problems, but she goes up and he's like, she's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the camp director over there. What about you? And he's like, no, no, I don't work at the camp. She's like, like, no, what? I'm the yeah, director. I, I would know that. <laughs> Just dumb fucking shit like that, though. I think it's so. He's an astrophysicist. Me, so fucking funny. Burp Jason. Good job, buddy. Yeah, thank you. And I, did you notice he was wearing those knee pads, too? Yeah. When she went up to him. I'd never noticed those I don't before. know why he was wearing those. He was gardening or something. Yeah, so that way when you're down on the ground, you know, gardening, it doesn't hurt your knees. Okay, that's yeah. I suppose I I, I don't do enough gardening. <laughs> yeah, well, they were douchey looking knee pads anyway. Yeah, they didn't look great. It was the eighties. Yeah, that, I wrote down that line we talked about already. You French great. <laughs> yeah. Paul Red, so good, man. <laughs> and then I was like, there was the, the, he has another great line during the scene where she's talking to him and she has fucking barbecue sauce all over her face, <laughs> and he's just like, "You've got barbecue sauce all over your face." Pretty fucking foul. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so? I'm going to make out. Like, Ugh, you taste like burgers. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> he's such a dick, but he's so fucking yeah. funny. 
For my money, it doesn't. I mean, I, I I'm gonna say this several times, but it one of the best parts of the movie is when he's sitting there, he finishes up his breakfast or whatever, and he's the only <laughs> one in the cafeteria. He just swipes the fucking plate off and it falls on the ground. Janine Carlavalo sees him, she's like, "Hey, you gotta pick that up." Uh, I will later, but I'm kind of busy. I got right something now. to do. Yeah. And then he's just fucking flailing around as he's throwing his little tantrum. Yeah, oh, so good. It, what 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 does Brendan Gleeson say? Yeah, he was throwing a, a <laughs> yeah. and I do it without you throwing a moody like a five year old who's dropped all their sweets. Yeah, he threw a moody about picking up all the plate and whatever food was thrown on the floor. But yeah. and again, it's so random. Why does he do that? He's just eating there by himself, and he fucking flings his plate just to be a douchebag, just because he's just a douchebag character. Yeah, that's true. You're right. It's that simple. And while while I said douchebags, there's a line too there at the beginning of the movie with the kid. It, the little nerdy kid or whatever. Yeah. Alexa, you're quite the druid because you've cast a love spell on me. And she's like, get out of here, douchebag. Douchebags are hygienic products, so I take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Yeah, that kid's fucked. <laughs> Shout out to that kid. Yeah, I wonder what he's, he's doing He's kind of funny. He's an actor, though. He's not really probably like that. Yeah. So when they're going out, and again, I, I, these, the tone was established, but I was still kind of getting my feet wet with this movie. When they go to town... And then they just, they go. <laughs> that's to, when, yeah, if you don't know, then that's when it really goes off the I fucking mean, rails. I mean, it starts, it starts, hey, what, hey, 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 Hitting look out, look out there. for Pinata Rob. Jesus, Murphy. Oh. So it starts out that, you know, they come out of a store, like a pharmacy or something. And wait, they, wait, but even before that, the chick, right before they go to town, the one chick comes up to her, uh, the blonde lady that's just kind of there. At yeah, time. yeah she, she wants lube. Yeah, she's like, my husband's coming. I need some lube. For my pussy. For my pussy. It's just like, whoa. Okay. That's, that's great. And they get to town and they come out. It's like they got two six pack of beers. I'm like, oh, they're going to have a few beers. I get it. And then the next thing I know, they're in a back alley buying a kilo of blow from some random guy. Stealing an old lady's purse. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then they're in a crack house shooting up heroin, all passed out. The way it escalates. And it's just such like a fun song. It goes from playing zero the whole time to too. 60 in three and a half seconds. And as soon as they get back to town, they're like, oh, how is town? Oh, it's always great to, great to get to town, even if just for an hour. Even if just for an hour. Oh, so good. Yeah, the. That, I think, the first time that I watched this movie, I think that's the scene, kind of for me, where I realized, okay, yeah, now I know what the fuck this is. This is a different kind of and movie. And I just lost my shit, dude. Like, Amy Poehler, as she's sitting at the end of that hallway in that cracked in, and she's, like, got some random fucking old guy on her, and she's, like, licking her face. Like, dude, it's the funniest fucking thing. It, it is so strange. It is so fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start some smoking cigarettes. Then they're drinking. Yeah, that's right. Beer. They start with then cigarettes and beer. Weed, and yeah, and then and it's then just blowing. Then they're doing coke. Yeah, and then they're shooting heroin. Yeah, it's robbing so, old ladies. So fucking insane. They go through like the whole progression of an addict. Yeah, in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next thing I wrote down is that Abby chick is a real slut. Oh yeah. I mean, snooze you lose, bro. <laughs> and there's some strange scenes with some kids in this movie that are really odd. Like, yeah. So when Molly Shannon's getting married to an 11 year old at the end of the movie, that's a little weird. Yeah. And, and then also when slutty Abby's making out with one of the 11 year olds at one point with the little fat kid. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call him? The, the, Chunk, I, moose chunk. Moose. I don't know. It was yeah, moose. moose. It was moose. Like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. She. Well, she was a huge whore. Uh, Abby Bernstein. Yeah, that I mean, I don't want to be judgmental, but she definitely fucked a lot of dudes. I think the stick of gum thing was funny though. Oh, it's so strange. You got a stick of gum. He's like, oh, I thought you never asked. This was when Vic, and then she grabs Vic by the dick and like lifts him up. So, oh, this, so this, this is established that asking for a stick of gum essentially means she wants to make out with you. Right. Yeah. 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 And then the one dude, uh, 
the cook guy, who's the, he's the nerdy guy in role models, uh, which I guess yeah, makes no, no, sense. I, was say, uh, it, I had his name written down. It's um, 80 miles, 80 miles. 80 miles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but really funny. Kind of cool to see him not be that spastic nerd type dude. Like he's almost the cool guy. In this yeah, he's uh, one of the cool guys. Anyway, they'll come around later. We're going to be telling stories around the campfire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's real funny in that. Um, He's just taking. I remember once he's just taking a shit in um in a bucket in the middle of the woods, and Paul Rudd walks by, and this is role models, and he just goes, "Hey there, Peter, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> he was also on a show called Dog Bites Man. That was also a random comedy central Why do show. I, I, I've heard of that, but I, I've never it had seen Galifianakis it. in it too. Believe it or not, Gal did some some really shit stuff before he got big. I remember thinking it was funny as shit. It was another one of those mid aughts uh, comedy central shows. Yeah, there were like it was like two thousand four. Is that like back when like Mind of Mencia was on and yeah, shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Chappelle show was still on Comedy oh, Central. That's yeah. that Chappelle show. Fuck man, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, and I also said I wrote down. I can see why this movie was probably misunderstood. I really think if it came out right after Napoleon Dynamite, it would have done so much better because it's it's the comedy style is you know, a cousin. It's relative to. Napoleon Dynamite, it's just dirtier, and it's it's more adult-themed. Yeah, it's definitely that awkward-type humor. Yep. Like, very awkward, almost dry. dry. Yeah, yeah, almost dry. But this one is almost dry to where it's slapsticky at times, too. Like, I don't know. It's such a weird brand of humor. It's that its own I just, brand. Yeah, I, I fucking love it, though. And I, I can kind of see what you're saying. A it's almost different. Tim and Eric-ish, you know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. And it's, I guess, where it differs from Napoleon Dynamite is there's just a larger cast of characters. So you got more different kind of threads where Napoleon right. Dynamite's more focused on just Napoleon and, you know, a little bit of Pedro or whatever the fuck. But, uh, yeah, this is this. Yeah, this could just be a fucking TV show, which I guess it, it is. is now. It is but, now. Yeah. Yeah, and I should watch the show because I love this fucking movie. But I'm, I'm going to watch it now just out of pure curiosity. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I'm going to give it a shot. One of the things for me that I, I kind of stopped me from watching it when it came out because I knew I'd have to prepare myself mentally. It's like you're so used to seeing these people, and you're kind of used to seeing a lot of the actors anyway now that they're older, but like just them being, you know, 20 years older yeah. than when they filmed it, it, it's very kind of, I don't know. It's like, man, you just look, fucking look old now. But Not Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd doesn't Not Paul age. Rudd. Yeah, that's true. Polar probably looks pretty different. Um, I looked at some pictures of it. Cooper probably looks similar. He, he looks really young in this movie, though. Yeah. I think he's kind of fatter now, which he's just older. No, I don't think he might. He might have more muscle mass. I don't think he's fatter. I don't know. Or maybe he's real. Th- I don't know, he was pretty thin. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if anyone knows Bradley Cooper's BMI, oh, then oh, and now you're talking about Bradley Cooper. I thought you were talking about the character Cooper, like Cooper. Oh no, 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 no. He is. You're talking about now. Bradley I've Cooper. Seen, yeah. He, it, Michael yeah. Showalter is who he, I was no, talking Michael about. Michael Showalter is fatter. Now. Okay. Yeah. 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 For, yeah. It's like. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, no, Bradley Cooper. He's yeah. If he's fat, he's due to for a movie role. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy's a fucking heartthrob. I would also, I've written that I'd wager that gay scene was pretty racy back in the day. Uh, yeah. I mean, back in 02, uh, this was pre Brokeback Mountain, I think. And I don't know of many. And it wasn't a graphic. I mean, scene. it wasn't graphic, no. but it was. Uh, there, it was strong sexual. It content. was highly suggestive of anal penetration. Yes, yes. And I while we're talking about it, I just like the whole like subverting of expectations that they did there cuz you got JJ and our 80 miles or whatever that see Ben and uh I can't think of the fucking character's name. Ben and McKinley or whatever. Yeah, the, down there and he's the, like two, oh, the 2K. Yeah. He's told and he, they dropped the F bomb a few times. And then at the end of the movie, um 
when they're like, hey, McKinley and Ben, this is for you. It's a Chase Lounge. We didn't know if you'd have it or not. Like, that was pretty funny. It like, they just didn't care. They're just accepting, it as came, we all should be. So that came, was good stuff. It came from a crate and barrel, which I don't think was around in 81. Probably not, but... And also just weird the, that they decided care. to get a big fucking random white box. Like, they could have... I don't know. Probably budgetary type things. Also, like, let's just get a big white box. But. These kids are, like, 18 and 19. Do they really just kind of... I, and I, again, I think other? that's part of the humor. Yeah, sure. Like, I think that's part of the irreverence of it. Like, yeah... Because it's not really, ha- I don't know, it's funny shit. I also, I think, the, the one part of this movie that I thought was unnecessary and not very funny that could have been cut and the movie would not have changed one bit and it would have been fine was the whole Molly Shannon plot line. Yeah, uh, that is my I did not least find favorite funny. part yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that funny. Don't get, I love Molly Shannon. Yeah. It just, she, it just wasn't a funny idea. I think the idea is kind of funny. And, and the kids consoling her and helping her through her divorce is funny in a yeah. sense, but I'm not like, it's so funny. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely the weakest of the uh, the plot parts. And that kid kind of creeps me the fuck out, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. he's something about that kid. You know who I think he reminds me of is, uh, fuck, what's his name? Tim Mathis? Tim Matheson? Fuck, uh, Otter from uh, Animal House. He was just in Van Wilder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That kid looks like it could be his kid or some shit like that. Like, that kid reminds me of an old man kid, and it bothers the shit out of well, me. Well, because he's the, that's the joke, though. He, I know, but they do a good job. They did a good casting job, too, of that, that kid's face just kind of looks like job. an yeah, old yeah. fucking man. Kid like, did I don't a good know. job, too. Molly Shannon's gums, too. Let's talk about those while we're at it. I agree. They're out there. Yeah. I guess that's always just been the case with Molly Shannon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm not, not you know, gum shaming her, per se, and, you know, it's funny because things that you don't think are going to show up on camera translate horribly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's so much different. What you think you look like in the mirror and then what shows up on, like, a cinematic camera, totally different. Depends oh, yeah. on your lighting, depends on what angle you're shot at. I mean, in person, I don't think it would bother me, but because, it was, you know, it was on, like, film, it's just, it pops out so much more. I've always had a kind of a weird crush on Molly Shannon, though. That makes one of us. I think it's because back in the day on SNL, she used to like be in her underwear and shit a lot. Like she used to do like upskirt type things. Keenan, did was you doing have that. your sexual awakening with Molly Shannon when she was on SNL? Maybe. She used to wear a lot of cotton white panties. I can tell you that. Uh, all right. And that's, when she was doing her superstar and thing, that's she did. the do. title of the episode. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's wearing a lot of cotton white panties. Tell you that. Anyway. Grabbing the brisket. Let's go for a stone. Stones. Eat stone. Do you need a beer? No, I'm still good. Okay, all right. Good Good for now. Did you notice that the talking vegetable can that talked to Gene, that was Archer? (laughs) Oh, was it? Yeah, same guy. Really? Uh, Okay. Or he's the RB commercial guy. We talked yeah, talk yeah. about it. I can't remember. His I, name. I can't think of H. John Benjamin. It's him. H. John Benjamin. Yeah. Super funny. He was in yeah. another teen movie. Yeah. 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 Thought that was cool. That Gene is just, uh, should we just talk about him? He was great the whole fucking time. Oh, so funny. He's insane for sure. So funny. He's got PTSD though, so. It's so, growing up when, what I saw from Christopher Maloney was always Law and Order. So in the first, I hadn't seen this yet. The first weird role I saw him in was Harold and Kumar where he played that weird tow truck boily guy. Yeah, heard everything he did. (laughs) Holy shit, you know, just had that water, fuck my wife. (laughs) He's so strange in that movie and it's not a role i'd ever seen him I'm like wow christopher maloney's got some range and then i see him in this and he's 
He's fucking funny. Yeah, uh, and he's great, and his little part is Finn in Fear and Loathing. Look up that scene sometime. I'm going to have to rewatch that. It's when he's uh, checking in to the uh, hotel, the Flamingo or whatever. It's like the second half it's of been, the movie. It's been so many years since I've seen that movie. Just Google Christopher Maloney, Fear and Loathing. It's a, it's a 30-second clip. It's really fucking funny. But, uh, yeah, he's good, and he's hilarious as shit in this. The, we did the cold open line, but then he also had the fondle. I'm going to go fondle my sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you think you're going to fondle your sweaters? I said I'm going to have fondue with cheddar. I'm going to make some fondue with cheddar. Yeah. And then what, something I'm going to go rub mud on my butt or something like that. Yeah, and the can convinces him that he needs to be himself and just say what he wants to say. He's like, sometimes I like to hump refrigerators. <laughs> yeah. And everyone claps for him as he's humping that fridge at the end. So, uh, well, I'm going to get to that next. I Okay, so whenever they're freaking out when they figure out the kids are going through the Devil's Rapids mm-hmm. and they have to find the phone, which is the in, in the infirmary, and they go and just destroy the fuck out of the infirmary as they're freaking out trying to find the phone. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I wrote that part down. <laughs> I don't know how many times they had to shoot that scene, but it was I can't imagine how much of a bitch it was to reset that that fucking set. It's funny you say that because I wrote that down. I, I wrote down when they fuck up the infirmary, and I wrote down, The phone! The phone! Where's the fucking phone? <laughs> Janine Garofalo just loses her shit. She dials it up in that scene. She really does. Yeah. And then I, my next note was, this movie had to have been a ton of fucking fun to make, though. Because they just run in, in that room and just freaking the fuck out on oh, everything. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I feel like all these people were friends before and like knew each other, and that's why they work well together. Because the chemistry... I can see that, yeah. The, the odd tone that's required and the chemistry they have, it's so it works well. Like These people work well together. Yeah. Thousand percent. Oh, I, okay. I don't remember the name of the character, but Showalter's alter ego who hosted the talent show. I, I wrote it down. So funny. Alan. Uh, so fucking funny. Alan Shepard. And the way that the way that he's telling the worst fucking jokes, but everyone is it's losing their mind. laughing. Yeah. Like, again, just the weird fucking humor. In this I'm book. so old. Jesus Christ was my fucking counselor. <laughs> yeah. Man, this guy, you know him from arts and crafts, or as we called it, Ots and farts and crafts. It's just so. It's just such hacky humor. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, his execution is so fun. It's 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 so funny. And then everyone's hilariously laughing. Yeah. And one one little thing he says that I say at least once a month. I'm so old. When I was at this camp, it was the Stone Age. I mean, it was the Ice Age. I'm just kidding. It really was the Stone Age. But one of the things that I always say, because they do the day by day, and and the fact that Amy Poehler's <laughs> like, this. just for the record, everything fucking sucks. They're going to be pieces of shit. No, just, just for the record, these campers suck fucking dick. Yeah. Then they get up there. It's pretty good, and everyone's driving along, and then they get the booze. But then Alan Shepard at the end, he goes, if there's one Broadway ditty that touches my heart, it's that one day by day. <laughs> I think day bidet day bidet <laughs> just like the bidet i, 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 think I wouldn't i'm not sure i would have gotten that joke if it wasn't in the subtitles because they they wrote bidet yeah it's, it, but it's, okay, it, it yeah. is funny day bidet he's just an old jew yeah and at when you when you first saw him come up there did you think that it was coop playing a character yeah but then later on coop comes in so it shows that no i guess it is just a different fucking uh, guy oh no 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 you're, I thought you were asking me, did I realize it was the same actor? Yeah. No, no, no. I always thought that was supposed to be its own character. The first time I saw it, I thought that it was that just Coop? something that Coop yeah. did. Like, yeah. So when he comes in and he's all fucking 80s montage badass at that time, it's, it's kind of funny to... Where... Like, oh, Alan and Shepard is just his own guy. And that's when Gene teaches him the new way. Which is another funny fucking montage. It's a really good montage. <laughs> yeah. Higher and higher. 
so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I already talked about the weird scenes with kids. Oh, here's the last thing I have. I don't know why I laughed so hard, but one of the hardest times I laughed was right at the end of the movie when Paul Rudd and whoever was chauffeuring him in that shitty-ass cut list just pulls up. His dad, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Uh, who knows? He's just like, Katie, let's go. And it just... He's just sitting in the back when the front seat's open. And yeah. He's just such a piece of shit. I, I took it to be, because they're supposed to be 16 or whatever, right? So I took it to be yeah. that's his dad, and he's just like a kid right in the back seat because, he, yeah, he's a little shitty kid. They don't but, pass off for 16. Oh, not at all. Not but Katie close. says at there, she's like, I'm 16, you know. I'm, I'm trying thinking, to fuck. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of, that kind of changes this whole fucking movie around a little bit, but whatever. Who wins this movie? Uh, no one really. I mean, I guess Janine Garofalo. Garofalo and and Niles. I think win this movie. Paul Rudd a little bit because I mean he. I don't think so. Uh, he he starts. Yeah, he doesn't win. I guess he just no character development. He's right where he is. At the Do you love Katie? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Nah, she's hot though. Fuck you. <laughs> you. You should do the right thing and let me date. It's like fuck no. She's hot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, need, so. do you need a break? I need to plug my laptop in real quick. Oh, go do it. Yeah, it's going to die. Two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I... Uh, uh, 48 minutes. Do you have much... Uh, do you have much... To, uh, that's cool, yeah. Did you go through that. If I just take a piss right now, too, sure. Is that gonna fuck with editing? No, no, no. I, I just have to. I can't stop it. I have to keep it running because I want the uh, audio oh, and video to be the same size of file. It's easier when you are syncing them together. All right, I'll be right back. Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna run ads on the YouTube version. That's the hope. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, you pee. If, after you pee, I'm going to pee. After you pee, I'm going to pee. Two or three. I, you pee. Arts and farts and crafts. With the real buzz dudes. Oh, I'm pitting the fuck out of this shirt. Jesus Christ. Oh, geez. It's just just the right tone of gray to pit the fuck out of this thing. All right. uh, So we'll start back here. Give it a second. Okay, Keenan, let's move on to you. Try it again. Retake it. Retake it. Thank you. I do do that all the fucking (laughs) times. 
All right, that's all that I had. Keenan, let's hear your thoughts on this film. All right. As I'm actually starting to look at these, um, I think I've said pretty much most of them, but I'll just reiterate again that uh, I think this is probably sixth or seventh time I've seen this movie, fifth to seventh, somewhere in there. Um, but I fucking love it. I, Do I you think find you enjoy hilarious. it the more you watch it? Yes. Okay. The, definitely the more I watch it. I And I feel like I'm picking up on more little subtle things every single time sure. I watch it. Um, and there's just so much, like, I'm, I'm such a fan of dad jokes. And not that there's a lot of dad jokes necessarily in here. I don't but, remember any. No, but there's just so much awkward and dry humor that I just fucking love it. I don't know. So it, this, this movie fits my tone. It fits my style. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it revs your engine. It revs my engine. Like, I, I really like it. The, the Victor storyline, uh, Abby Bernstein, I need to get back to Abby Bernstein. How are you like the whole little, <laughs> I guess, chase between him and Joe Lode Tregulio, like as he starts running another and weird fucking, scene, the, uh, the hay bale sl- yeah, in the middle, slow mo hops over the hay bale. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just such an obvious fucking stunt double on the uh, motorcycle, which clearly they were just doing on purpose. I thought that was great. And then those same two guys, when they go back and they're like, all right, Victor, you got to go save the kids. And somehow they're just right fucking there by the canyon or Devil's Fall cliffs or whatever. And they, they purposely don't. They just cut to Joe Lowe's reaction. Joe Lowe's reaction. You don't see anything of what he does to save them. Yeah. And shout out to Joe Lowe there, too. That's good. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh you, you did it. Oh, my. Like, that's that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, he, he's clearly acting at nothing at that point. So that that's good stuff. Um, But then again, Gene, his whole thing, every time he's on the scene, fucking makes me laugh. So. I don't know. Maybe he's my favorite part of this movie. But then again, Paul Rudd. So Rudd's my good. favorite part. Gene is a close, close second. But Rudd's the Rudd's the he's yeah. what makes the, he's the funniest part of the movie. I'm just writing in my journal. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, journal. I don't even get that joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. He's just so fucking stupid. I guess that. But it, it starts with a J. I know. I, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it made me laugh. Right in my girl. Guess you're all smarter than me and stuff. And I write whatever. my thoughts in my journal every day. <laughs> yeah. So fucking good. And that, that uh, we haven't, we've kind of mentioned him, I guess, but the uh, fatter guy with longer hair, I think his character name is JJ. He's J- um, uh, Yeah, I think that's right. So, uh, I know you're who, talking about. You know about who I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to that guy, because I, I almost think that he's, he could almost be the through line through the movie. He's definitely not the main character, but he's in pretty much every fucking little thing that happens. Even when it's like the softball thing, it's like, we got another anonymous team of campers from the other camp and they're evil for no reason. And the kids are like, sounds like pretty well-trodden territory, but fucking JJ's there in that scene too. He's the bad boy. And that was pretty funny too, where they're like, we just cancel it, I guess. While we're on <laughs> that topic, something I forgot to bring up. The fucking kid who is talking into a microphone that's plugged into nothing like he's oh, doing yeah. a radio show, whom they shower rape. And by that, I mean they force him to take a shower, not that they rape him in the shower. Right. Make that clear. Uh, that's never one of those jokes where you're just like, it doesn't really fit, but I guess that's kind of the theme. Like, the jokes aren't supposed to. That's why they're the shower, The shower part? No, the part where he's just talking into a microphone like he's on a radio show that's plugged into nothing. Right. Well, because the first, like, 30, 40 minutes of the movie, it's a lot of him narrating, but then after they show that it's plugged into nothing, it's very little of him talking, because at that point, there's no really... I, I, I kind of appreciated how they did that, but I did write that down, actually, that note about that. 
It's kind of the most fucked up thing that they did in the movie. Maybe not because they let some kids drown and the, shit like that. Yeah, the but kid's drowning is probably the most fucked they, up. Thing. They let this kid just sit in a room by himself all fucking summer, not shower, and just talk to a wall, essentially. Well, these aren't good counselors. Yeah, no, absolutely They're not, not really good people, to be honest. Yeah, no, but I, I did, like, that's fucked up. Poor kid. You can still catch me next summer on Jewish School Radio. <laughs> that shit I like funny. how they never fully addressed that it was a, a, like a sleepover camp for Jewish people, but they just kept dropping hints. Like when Janine Garofalo is listing That's up true, all the Jewish yeah. names, when um, Show Walter's on the phone telling his parents about uh, Katie, and she's like, well, I, she could be. She's got a big nose. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of subtly they, in there. They That's never funny. say it's a Jewish camp. They just drop a little hints that it is. Yeah. That's true. And that see, picking up on more shit that I had never even picked up on before. Yeah. But yeah, um, so let's see here. Seriously, Paul Rudd throwing off the plate off the table. I mean, so fucking good. So Should have won an Oscar for that. Um, okay, this all right, here's an example of something else that I'd caught on this viewing that I had never seen before. Um, I guess it's when Janine Garofalo is giving them like, here's what you guys have to do for the day and all that shit. All the camp counselors are sitting there. She's like, McKinley. There are four campers stuck in the rope maze out there. I meant to tell you about that yesterday, but uh, could you get that taken care of now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. So subtle, too. Like, it, you could miss that if you're not paying attention. But Jereen, yeah, the beers Janine, are starting to kick yeah, in. The, uh, the Janine Garofalo in, bro. has great comedic timing, just in general. But mm -hmm. it, it, she's so good at being subtle funny. She doesn't have to be – not that Jim Carrey's bad. I love Jim Carrey, but he's more of like an animated kind of funny. She's definitely more dry where she gets you with the subtle – the subtle Yeah, just her delivery. It's almost like if you're if you're not paying attention, you won't even notice that she's joking half no. the time. Yeah. And if you don't understand her humor, you're, you, don't, you won't really get that she is joking. But she, her, she's very good. Yeah. That, and that's uh, something I hadn't caught until this view. And McKinley, four kids stuck in the thing. I meant to tell you yesterday. <laughs> she's very... Uh, the, the thing that I think describes her best is her work on Mr. Show, that Bob Odenkirk... Should, have you ever seen Mr. Show? No, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, so that's that's her style of humor completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and from what I know about that show, it seems about right. Yeah. Just weird fucking humor, man. It's strange. Al yeah. Alternative comedy is what I would call it. And Portlandia is probably a good a good representation. Also it's not exactly comedy. the same, but yeah, it's just weird fucking shit. There are hints of Portlandia in this, yeah, for sure. I can see that. But, but, you know, maybe Portlandia was inspired by this because this came out first, you know? That's true. That's true. I, I think maybe this was kind of pioneering an alternative kind of comedy. Yeah. And can, uh, can you imagine never, like, not having alternative comedy that we have now that we've just listed off and going to the theater and seeing this movie and being like, what the fuck was that? No, yeah, I, I can totally see why in 2001 people go in to see, and especially because it's called Wet Hot American Summer. You're probably thinking I'm getting a, another uh, American Pie type movie or some shit like yeah. that. And this is not that. Because that was that was kind of the the, the really big, the, the not climax isn't the right word. It was when they were putting out those teen Almost movies. Almost the golden age of the those. golden age yeah, of those teen yeah, movies. Like a not teen movie, American Pies, Loser, all that shit. You had the 80s stuff with... Uh, John Hughes movies and all that. And Pretty then you were starting to yep. get the, yeah, the can hardly waits and American pies getting a little raunchier than can hardly wait. Jason and Biggs and then, yeah. type of, yeah. But then you get fucking <laughs> wet, hot American summer. And it's just, it's there for people that like weird fucking humor. It's its own. It's animal. definitely not a mainstream comedy. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it is now. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. Yeah. Maybe it's good for people that don't have long attention spans. They always say us millennials have uh, short you know, attention spans. Yeah. ADD. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I, I don't know. I, f- I fucking love this movie. Um, let's see here. Oh, I did write shout out to the kid in the Royals hat when yeah, they were doing the softball montage. He even had a speaking line, so good for that kid. And that would have been around, 81 would have been four years before they won their first title. So yeah. that would have been good. George Brett would have been on the team. Yeah. But yeah. OJ, would OJ have been on the team? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to say yes, but just because you're saying no, so one of us will be right. Fair. That way they can't be mad at us. I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. The training of jackets. That's another <laughs> scene in this movie. Just like, I'm right. pretty cool. Can I wear your jacket? It, yeah. they, they just have this whole awkward scene where they're exchanging pieces of clothing. <laughs> and He's like, but that's my favorite shirt. So you're going to have to give it back. Right what now? now? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. Uh, it's just so fucking dumb. Yeah. I imagine if I tried to show this movie to my parents, they would be like, get the fuck out of our house. Yeah. What is I, this bullshit? Uh, but I almost feel like I, I I, don't know for sure, but I feel like I made my parents watch this and they thought it was funny. But I could be wrong. Your parents would, though. Your parents are a little more open to different kinds of movies than mine are. Yeah. My dad barely watches movies now. And if they do, they have to be, if he does, they have to be really good. My mom would never watch this. Yeah. She, she, she fucking loves reality TV like the Duggars and shit like that. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you don't want to know. Yeah. But my dad would watch any fucking movie. He, he just loved watching movies. Yeah, so. I, I believe that. Yeah. Um, we already talked about the infirmary, but I'm just going to yell it again. The phone! The phone! Where's the fucking phone? Like, the way she freaks out, just... Oh, dude, I was rolling with laughter at that time. Um, and then I wrote down, seriously, I need to just stop taking notes because I would just be writing this whole fucking movie down. Um, Ots and fots and crafts, day but day. Alan Shepard's so good. And you know what? Shout out to the weird fucking kid that does the... Uh, we need to talk about that because he just makes it windy. Well, and here's the question. Did he actually make it windy, or was that the shuttle falling down, the fa- fact that Space Lab was already coming down anyway? No, that was him making... That was... It was him being weird? Right. Yeah. Okay. It was him showing off some kind of a mutant power. He did have some kind of a mutant power. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that was fucking funny. The, the way that they all boo the musical and then give him the slow clap, I think, is fucking great. Yeah. All these campers suck dick. Amy Poehler, too. I mean, fucking, she, she's great in this. It's, it's a more aggressive performance from Amy, for sure. Yeah. When she's playing her little pan flute at the wedding, though, and, like, dancing around, that's, that's vintage Amy Poehler. I'm telling you, like. these are just a collection of strange sketches that they attached a plot to and kind of tried to make a movie. While we were talking about strange sketches, uh, whenever I think it might be right before the wedding, but whenever McKinley and Eighty Miles and JJ and all them are seeing Elizabeth Banks and them like kind of stripping, they're not really getting naked. They're just like taking off their shorts and in their swimming suits that we've already seen them in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, the caveman's gonna come out in me here. I was wildly disappointed we didn't see a little bit of titty. A little bit of titty. Well, I, I just thought the dialogue there was really funny, too. He's like, oh, yeah, take it off. Oh, throw the ball. Oh, she threw the ball. Like, I don't know. It's so fucking Hey, guys, I'm going to catch up with you later. The fuck is wrong with McKinley? Yeah. Anytime we talk about sexual desires, he gets really weird. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was fucking. Oh, I don't think I, think I, I said good. this. So Bradley Cooper was on an interview somewhat in the last 10 years talking uh, in Good Morning America or something like that. And. The question came about what, you know, who was the best kisser he's ever had an on-screen kiss with, and he said Michael Ian Black. Really? Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Well, and I guess... Or see, who was the best kisser for an on-screen kiss? He said, oh, Michael Ian Black. 
Well, uh, they were the only two, like, that was the only kiss that I could believe in the fucking movie because everyone else making out was just, like, so much fucking tongue. Fucking playing tongue. Licking each hockey. other's face pretty much. Like, almost like not another teen movie. Almost like the tongue in that old lady kiss was oh, everything. Yeah. You French great. <laughs> you French great. <laughs> like, like, that's a normal thing to say. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I... I suggested this movie I, I suggest that any of our listeners that haven't this was seen a keenan suggestion yeah go ahead and go watch this no i, I, would, I, rec- I would recommend it i would say yeah, yeah if, you, if you are a movie fan and you like comedy definitely prepare yourself you know it's it's a strange film but i would i would recommend it yeah it's definitely yeah it's out there but if you like comedy give it a shot all right that being said do you know what time it is it's time for tipsy trivia <laughs> all right, so that's where it goes. A little, okay. little between where I press and where you press. Or maybe it's just two urinal Two farts, farts yeah. two farts, yeah. That sound identical, Adi. Uh, okay, so this is a portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun and I don't. But inevitably, we will all end up shotgunning. Let's start with number one. Numer, Eins. So this is the one we talked about earlier. Other than Paul Rudd, which other actor in this movie plays a character in the MCU? Bradley Cooper. Bonus point, he's Rocket Raccoon from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, that that's, yes, that's correct. Boom, shakalaka. Number two, true, false. The theme song from this film, Show Me the Fever, is an originally written song for the film. Oh, that's a good question. I almost looked up this song because I thought it was so fucking funny. Uh, so I'm going to say true because I think it's really fucking funny. It was. Yeah. It was an original song <laughs> written for this movie. Higher and higher. Or fever. Whatever he said. I was dying laughing. And they play it twice. Yeah. They, during, yeah. I, and I think it might be in the background of some things just at a lower level. I don't know. I, I, I heard it more than twice, I think. Yeah. I, it's definitely during the montage. And then I think it's definitely at the end, too, when he's yeah. doing the thing. But anyway. True or false, this was Bradley Cooper's film debut. Oh. Um, we didn't do him. I'm going to say true. It's true. It's his first All right. film. Really? Yep. So, yeah, shit. This is, uh, fuck. Yeah, definitely he hadn't done anything before this. Over under 22, how many of the 28 days of filming did it rain? Ooh. They shot this film in 28 days. That's crazy. Well, there is a shot in there. I almost wrote it down for continuity because I I never find continuity things. Like, right. you know, if you look up at it, there's a shot. I think it's when Katie, he's going in, Coop's going in, and Katie and uh, Paul Rudd are like kind of crying with each other or whatever, and he thinks that they're breaking up. And clearly it's raining out behind him. Yeah. And then he walks out. And and it's it's not. I'll say over just based on that. It is correct. Over 23. Are you going to sweep? Am I going to sweep? You got two more. Just one more, right? Oh, yeah. Just one more. Watch out. Just one more. Okay. And I didn't even look at online, Calvin. Fuck you. I I looked at online. (laughs) True or false? Paul Rudd did this movie pro bono. Ooh. Ooh. That's tough. True. I kind of fucked you here. Undetermined. Uh, he said in an interview, the budget was so low, he doesn't remember if he ever got a check or not. Okay. We'll take that as undetermined. Undetermined. I didn't give you that option, but it's, it's one of those Rob fucks you questions. That's fine. I was good enough anyway, so fuck it. Oh. I, I'm not even mad at it. I am mad at it. 
Drinking buddies. Who's your drinking buddy for this film? Should we shotgun? Oh fuck! God damn it! Every time. Let's just do it right now. While we yeah yeah, yeah I'm in I'm in I'm in. Um, I got my keys. Cool. I'm gonna take my headphones off for it though. Yeah, it's probably not a bad I idea. Got beer right here. I got keys, like I said. Can I get some some llaves from you, bro? Llaves, huevos, huevos, eggs. Well, yes. Or balls. Okay, right, just slang. So huevos is eggs, but if oh. a Hispanic person tells you you have huevos grande, it means you have big balls. Okay. I've got big balls. Oh, fuck. Trying to make the mouth a little bigger. Tits on a stick. I can't get this thing to open up. All right, there we go. Yeah. All right, and three, two, one. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Oh, God damn it. You know when you, like, drink something too quickly and you just, like, stretch into your esophagus out? Oh, I did that, and it hurts. <coughs> That's all right. I spill money. I got the poo on me. From Joe Dirt. Whoa. See, I did that before getting back on mic that well, time, listeners. Put your cans back on. All right. Every fucking time. Don't hit purple. Thank you. Drinking buddies. Buddies, buddies. All right, Keenan, who's your drinking buddy in this movie? Oh, shit. You know, I should have been. Oh, you, you always do that walking thing. Oh, oh, oh. oh if I hadn't. Uh, Drake was somebody in the movie. Oh, what do I do here? It's tough. This is there's so many good options here. I know there's a lot of good fucking options. A lot here. of great options. You know, I think I'm gonna go with JJ, big fat game. guy with the long hair. I think uh, he he just likes to have fun. And all the chicks are 16, so I'm not gonna pull a Calvin on this one. Really, really glad you said that. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> really glad you mentioned that. Because, but they're not really 16. But they're characters. You're drinking with the characters, yeah, so I guess yeah. I'm, I don't wouldn't okay. want to drink with a 16 year old dude anyway. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll change my answer to Gene. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my answer too. Well, I'm gonna yeah. go with Gene. I don't Gene, know though. Gene's, they, the, Gene's the only one. I, I, did you see him towards the end of the movie after he finds his clarity, like the shit that he was wearing, like at the oh yeah when he, when he, was, the when he was leaving the camp? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck he was wearing. Shout out Christopher Maloney, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll just boat drink with him. Uh, Eighty miles wouldn't be bad too. Yeah, he's low key, so versatile. I, I can't, I just can't stop saying that. He's you see him on SVU for twenty years, you think oh he's kind of that's his that's his shtick. No, no, he's a pretty vert. He has he has range. See, for me, it was almost more weird to see him on SVU because I had thought about him as Finn from Fear and Loathing, yeah, and then as Gene from this movie. So seeing him do something serious was like, fuck, he can do serious work. Yeah, that's crazy to me. All right, oh. Rotten Tomatoes over under. Oh, I don't know these. I will set the critics at a forty percent under. Under it was a they they gave this movie a thirty six percent. I'm surprised it was even that high, based on just based yeah. on the. Uh, well, I was thinking. I guess the gross that they made. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'm gonna set the audience at a seventy five percent. I hope it's over. Seventy six. Good. Seventy six percent. IMDb is. I don't know. Uh, six point nine. 
six 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 point six. I would give it personally. Like, yeah, your reels buzz ranking an eight. I'm gonna give it a seven point three. That's fair. Seven point two, seven point three. That, that 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 post sounds good. Yeah, I'm giving it a solid eight. I think it's funny. I'll, it, it's one of those movies that if it's on, I'll definitely stop and watch it, no matter where it's at. I Not like that I see it on a lot, but it's one of those movies if I see it on. And it's the right part. I'll watch that part. I probably won't watch all of it. It is one that you could just kind of jump in and jump out, though. You don't need yeah, to watch it. it. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, yeah, there's not a lot of plot. Yeah, <laughs> I could watch that scene of them going to town and laugh my ass off every fucking like every day of my life. That is such a short scene, but I think it's probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, I, and it starts with, "Hey, I need to get some lube for my pussy," and then ends with, "Even if only for an hour." It's such a strange thing to say. It's like, well, that's what Lou bit, duh. It's well, like, she could have been her butthole. Okay, doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, TMI. Irrelevant. TMI. It's, it's like saying, I need gasoline for my car. I got some spermicidal lube. These aren't dried up old chicks. You need spermicidal lube. Spermicidal lube? <laughs> <laughs> These chicks are good to go. Oh, fuck. All right, so thank you for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We're the Real Buzz crew. Keenan, take us out. Into the feeling high and higher. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. I'm going to go find all my sweaters. Oh, thank you.